Hello, everybody, and welcome to Solutions in Real Estate. I'm Jason Dillard, along with Tracy Holtzclaw, the man, the myth, the legend, the guy that almost got his Ph.D., his Parker High, Parker High School diploma, but didn't get it. He did get a WWHD, so he knows everything there is to know about real estate and real estate investing right here in the upstate. So if you want to learn, don't go anywhere. We're talking today about how we buy and sell and borrow and flip and everything, and it's just a different market right now than we've ever seen in our careers with all the houses that are selling faster than we can even seems like get them on the market except for one we got this one house this one it's one weirdo weirdo house conundrum yeah it's it's just sitting there like doing nothing i think another problem what is it the the neighbor no i think it was the price you know one of the things you've taught me well it's either price or condition sometimes could be a little of both well this one ain't the condition no this is pretty I think it was might have been a little aggressively priced. You know, we what we've been seeing in this market is whatever you think it's worth, it's probably worth more. Because if you put it on the market, you're probably going to get multiple offers, multiple people wanting it and paying more than you're asking in some cases. Or you just shoot a little higher than you think and it goes under contract with just the one buyer. And it gets it appraises and it sells. But this one we we must have just shot just a little little too aggressive. But we're still having an issue. Our issue is we need more houses. Most definitely, yes. Yeah. I mean, there's people out there listening right now that need to call us at 864-444-7650 and let me buy your house because we need, I mean, we've got the cat house that we're moving towards the closing on. That's good. Yeah. We it's, love cat it's, houses. It's good to have the cat house moving towards the closing on. And we don't have a meth house. We don't have a burned house. We got a railroad track house. We got a railroad track house. We got a meth. We got the cat house. We need a meth house. I mean, we haven't had a meth house in a long time. So if you own a house and you found out somebody's cooking meth in it. Because we, we can get rid of that just like we can get rid of anything. Mm-hmm. We can fix it. Um, we like rotten wood. We like leaky roofs. Maybe you just got the money to replace your roof because of the hell storm and you don't want to put the roof on. <laughs> Call us. We'll buy the house. We'll put our own roof on. We got we got our own thing of eggs, man. We'll you know we'll, we'll put our own roof on. Our own thing of eggs. Yeah, I had a. What was that from? Oh uh, my, I had a cousin. I still have it. Have the same cousin, as a matter of fact. You didn't lose him. They didn't go anywhere. No, anymore. he's still my cousin. But he, I was over at his house one day, and he came home from high school, and somebody had egged his car, and he came in. and He said somebody had egged my car in the parking lot of high school. And he, he said that's all right. That's all right. I'll get a whole thing of eggs. I'll go get a whole thing of eggs. And when I get back, when I go in the morning, I get I know who did it. I'll get a whole thing of eggs. You know how many whole thing is a dozen probably, right? Well, I guess. I guess a whole thing is a dozen, yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. I mean, I don't know if you – I don't know. One egg is one, but I don't know. A, do, a dozen is – you could have eaten a couple of them before you got to school or <laughs> – I don't know. But I, I never heard the rest of the story if he really – Took a whole thing of eggs and went to egg the car. He probably didn't. I bet. I bet he did. He probably calmed down. Sometimes people are just big talkers. Yeah. I don't know why. I don't know why kids are so mean. Anyway, uh, kids are mean. Yeah. Some of them can be. I mean, I mean they're mean. Yeah. I mean my kids are probably the meanest ones. I'm not sure, but they might be the mean ones. But they're, nah, I bet they're, they're not. They're happy. School's out, man. They're so happy. Yeah. They're running around like happiness. There's happiness in the air. It's just the most happy thing in the world to have no school. It's just, I mean, and they both made straight A's this year. You know what's sad? Is just like us, all generations before us and all to come, 
they're so happy that school's out and it's going to start back and they're going to be not happy. And then when it's out again, they'll be happy. And then when they're finally really out and completely done and don't ever, ever, never have to go back, it's going to take a few years, but then it's going to sink in. We're grown ups. What in the heck were we thinking? Yeah. I mean, you could be like me, you know, I was a career student. I decided what I wanted to be when I grow up as a student and it, and I never grew up. Right. So then I finally really grew up and became not a student. Yeah, adulting is hard sometimes. Yeah, it'd be easier to be a kid all the time. You knew that was the term, right? Adulting? adulting? Mm-hmm. No, I never heard of that. Yeah, is that in Webster? It's well, if it's not, it probably will be soon because it's kind of a it's kind of a thing on social media. Adulting is hard. You know, there's memes and stuff. We, you know, I've talked about this before. Adulting? <clears throat> yeah, adulting is hard. Can I just go back to being in high school? You know, it was way easier than I thought. You don't yeah. you don't think so at the time. But it's way easier than adulting. Yeah, I was trying to explain that to some of my nieces and nephews. I'm like, you're going to college, you're going to take 15 hours. That means you're going to be in class for 15 hours a week. Okay? Most people work 40 hours a week. You're going to be, quote, working 15 hours a week in your classes. Now, you're supposed to study while you're when you're not in class. That's supposed to study. Some do, some don't. That's up to them. Yeah, it depends on what you're taking and how, if you really need to study, but... But if you could if you could work for fifteen hours a week and have the rest of the time to free time and to do some studying or whatever, wouldn't that be a better life? Yes, most definitely. Than than doing what we're doing. Yeah. Which I, I'm happy with what I'm doing. I'm ecstatic. I mean, I don't I don't do you ever get that weird feeling on on Sunday nights, Monday mornings that you just don't want to go to work the next day? But uh almost never. But if I do, you know what I do? Just don't go. I just yeah, I just call him Will. Wish I could do that. Wish I could call him Will. Yeah, man. Now, but if you want to learn how to buy and sell real estate, and you get a, and you own enough real estate, eventually you don't need to go to work anymore. You can just live off of what you're making by collecting rent or letting your property manager collect the rent. Yeah, you know, I have a <clears throat> evidently I have a reputation about my my hours. I don't know if our listeners are aware of that or not. What you come in at twelve, leave at one, and take an hour hour lunch? Well, I come in. I don't come in at twelve. I come in at ten or ten thirty most days. And, you know, work an hour or so, and then it is time for lunch. And then, you know, hour-ish for lunch. And then... I saw what you put on Facebook. And then about 3 o'clock, it's time to go, man, because I'm, I mean, I'm done for the day. It was 8 o'clock and you're still on the phone? My wife captured that photo. Were you making money? Um, what was I doing specifically? I was Were you talking, talking to a lender or something? No, it wasn't a lender. It was one of our builders. Did you call the grass nerd? No, but I should have. I need to. He won't, I don't think he can help me in Anderson. He might. But I need to call him. Just you weren't on the phone with Grassner. No, no, this was real work. This was Grassner's guy wouldn't have been work. That'd have been personal. This was real work, and my wife captured well, that photo. It keeps me from doing work. Well, true, but business work, I should say. It's it. I went home. Anyway. I, I went home yesterday, and my grass had been cut by the people that cut the grass. Mm-hmm. Just smooth and straight. See the lines in it. Makes you want to take your shoes off and walk around barefoot. I do it? that. Yeah, I do. I take my shoes. I drink coffee. That's like a simple pleasure. There's simple pleasures in life. Coffee on, and barefoot on coffee, the grass. Drinking coffee, walking around in the morning in your, in your grass. That's a simple pleasure. Is it not wet in the morning? Do not, it, not, in the dew? N- not where the sun's up. Oh, okay. Depends on where you walk. If you walk where it's in the shade, it's still wet. But if you walk not in the shade, it's, it's not as wet. And it also, t- it also depends on what time of day it is. Like if is it like 6 in the morning or 9 in the morning. See, so your, your mornings are different than mine. Your, your mornings are like, 
I'm a, I think and I believe your they, mornings they come earlier. Your morning, yes, your mornings come earlier than mine, and your your mornings are similar to the majority of people. What I go downstairs and I make some coffee. And is that different than what you do? Well, I don't go downstairs. I come down the hall and I leave. Yeah, that's all. That's it. I come down the hall, leave. You don't eat breakfast. Mm-mm. I have my Bell Vita crackers that are in the car. That's my breakfast. Do you leave them in the car? Yeah, I buy them from Sam's by the box. But how do you know what car to put them in? <laughs> I mean, how do you know what car you're going to be driving? Uh, you're starting to sound like my wife now. I mean, how many cars do you have now? I don't have that many cars. I don't know what y'all are talking about. I mean, I know you're a real estate investor, but you want to be a race car driver in a car. Oh, you saw that picture I sent you. You know where I was? Which one? Which picture? Uh, the picture of the race car. Oh yeah, I was yeah. in I was in Harris. I replied, Big Daddy Don Garlitz. He's the he, yeah. I saw that. Yeah, I was in Harris um, antique car thing in Reno, Nevada. That's where I was. Yeah, I want to go there. Big Daddy Don Garlitz. He's the man. Well, that was, was just one of the cars. There were hundreds of cars in this museum. If you ever go to Reno, then go there. Okay, it was it was cool. Put we had on, a, put that on my bucket list. Yeah. Looks like we're coming up on the first break of the program. We haven't talked nothing. We have said nothing about real estate. So we, I promise we're going to talk about real estate when we return. In the meantime, don't forget to go to my website, jasondiller.com. That's J-A-S-O-N-D-I-L-L-A-R-D.com. And give me a call at 864-444-7650. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Solutions in Real Estate. I'm Jason Dillard. I'm a real estate broker here in the upstate, but I don't put people in the back of my pickup truck and drive them around and show them houses. I'm the principal in the transactions I'm involved in, which means I'm the buyer or the seller. Maybe I'm the lender. Maybe I'm the mortgagor, the mortgagee, optionor, optionee. I like being the lender, the lender, not the lender, lender. I like being the mortgagee. Hey, That's more better. That is more better when you're a lender getting paid. Yeah. You know, because you, receiving a payment every month is is a lot different than making a payment every month. When you make a payment every month, it's like, ugh. You, you got me? It's like, ugh. Ugh, payment. Another payment. But when you receive a payment every month, it's like, hey, look at there. Yeah, I can go, hey, to, the grocery, look, I can hey. go to the grocery store now or go to the golf course. Look, or look at there. something. There's, there's money right there. Uh, hey, hey, look at there. See, there's a difference. And really, that's if you can do more. Hey, look, look at there. Then, ugh, eventually you'll have more money. That's that basically. That's basically the strategy. The strategy. It's the it. It's the bees knees. Yeah, that's the it. It's the receiving a payment and not making a payment, or at least receiving more payments than than you make. And receiving a payment by doing little to zero work. Right. Because, I mean, you know, we can all get up and work, and that's what we do. I mean, you know, we get up and work. Some of us work harder than others, and some people do physical work. Some people do desk work. But at some point, you know, our listeners and the folks that do business with us, if you're lending us money, the only real work you're doing is approving the loan to start with, and then the magic happens. Yeah, so if you're out there listening and you're interested in becoming a lender, we're always looking for people that have money out of their retirement accounts, their money in their pocket, in their mattress, and buried in a backyard, in a mason jar. Did you say IRA? I said in retirement accounts. Oh, I missed that. Sorry, I zoned out there. What were you thinking about? I wasn't. I I mean, sometimes I just zone out. Were you in your your nothing box? I was talking to a friend this week, and 
uh, as I tend to do sometimes, I was telling way too much information. And he just got silent on me. And I said, did you hear anything I said? And he said, no. He said, I zoned out. You're going into way too much detail. On what? I have no idea. It was probably car related, I'm sure, because we don't talk about work. And he said, you just, too much detail. So I zoned out. He's the first person to ever tell me that. I thought it was hilarious. First person to say it in that way, so it actually sunk in. I'm like, okay, so apparently (laughs) I used way too many details, and he quit listening. And the way he said it made it sink in that apparently I talk too much sometimes. I'm sorry, what were you saying? (laughs) What what were you saying? I kind of zoned out. I mean, we were talking about how we borrow money, and you can make money with money by lending it to us and going to my website, jasondubber.com. To learn more about it. I just got off the phone a few minutes ago with a new lender. Yeah? Yeah. She wants to lend us money. And I explained to her how it works. That's and awesome. She made an appointment to come into our office. Yeah. I have. That's I what always say office so I can spell it correctly. O-F-F-I-C-E. Off ice. How about Chihuahua? I can't spell that. You may tell you how? Uh, Google it. No. You know, it is it is South Carolina. I heard this this week. The, somebody was talking about spelling bees. You know, we're kind of, well, school's kind of out. I don't know when. Anyway. I don't know what time reference they were talking about, but, you know, here we go with more details. They were talking about spelling bees and the states that had the most misspelled words. And in South Carolina, it was Chihuahua. How do you spell it? Chihuahua. If you just always say Chihuahua, Chihuahua. Hey, now, now spell it. Chi, C-H-I, who, uh, who, uh. Is it who, like? W H O H U A. Well, see, I already messed you up. You already messed that up. You'd have been kicked out of the spelling bee. It's not bee. like off ice. <laughs> off ice is off ice. Yes, off ice. Exactly like it sounds. It's phonetic. So but it's Chihuahua if you'll just look at it. Next time you see it in print, look at it. <laughs> yeah, I know that's a life <laughs> skill you're going to need. I feel like I'm playing cars with my brother's kids or something. I mean,. How do we get so so off topic? We need to buy houses. Yes. We, need to, we need to teach people how they can buy houses. We need to choose. What we really need to do is choose another wholesale $99 wholesale seminar Saturday. I hadn't chosen a date. So if you have a date that you would like to have it, then just let us know. Go to the website, fill out the form, say, I want to have the $99 seminar on blank day. And you can, we'll just let somebody that wants to come pick the date. Yeah, so the, pick another date. The first person to pick the date, that's the date. Unless I'm already on vacation or something. Well, you know, you need to change your plans. I mean, I can't, I can't, I'm going on vacation in July for a while and in probably in June a little bit and August some more and September. You're going to call but, in well. But other than that, other than all those other times and those Clemson home games. Yeah, you don't, we don't ever take any the, vacations. Those Clemson home games are the day, I, 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 for some reason we can't get the room, the room, we can't book the room for the seminar on Clemson home Saturday. I can't imagine why. They, they, it's just not available. Because it's not, somebody, it's not like a commercial building. Because somebody had the foresight to plan ahead and look at the calendar and know what dates they want it, and they reserved it. No, I'm saying that that's why it's not available. No, it's probably available, but it's but I'm saying it's not available. What's that supposed to mean? I'm hearing two different things here. Exactly. That's this is what happens to me and you. You're not paying attention. <laughs> you know, it's probably available, but it's not available because I'm not available. Clemson home games. Oh, now I get it. But I can use the excuse. The light bulb just went off. I could use the excuse that, you know, the room's not available. You know, the room wasn't available that that Saturday. When the truth be known, you're really going to go to the Clemson game. Right. 
there's the problem. I didn't understand. So you got to pay attention. Yeah, now I get it. I'm a little slow sometimes. You you know that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't pick up on things quite as quickly as some people. Anyway, if you want to lend us some money, I know that it, another thing that's funny about us. I do pick up on how you can lend us money. That I've got that down pat. We, we've had multiple people go, as, as crazy as y'all are on the radio, who in their right mind would want to lend money to you guys? Well, I had that conversation this week with a, a brand new lender. And, well, it wasn't specifically about the crazy part and how we well, how we act on the radio, but um, he, he got a little lost in the details, basically. Long story short. And I, I spent a little time on the phone with him and, and cleared all that up. And I you know, I said, really at the end of the day, you know, you're you're providing the money to a licensed uh closing attorney, a, a real attorney that you can you can check on before you give them the money. You call the bar or however you do it, you can you can see they're in good standing. And when you deliver the money to them, it's that attorney's job to prepare the legal docs and have them properly recorded in a way that protects the lender. That's that's just the law in, in the way we do it in these particular cases. So, you know, he was a little nervous about his first time giving money to an attorney that he didn't even know. And, what you know, what could the attorney do with the money? I said, well, I mean, the attorney could have just packed bag and moved to the Bahamas with your money. But, you know, that ain't going to happen. I mean, they run a business practicing law here in, <laughs> in South Carolina. So... And then after the fact, you know, you get documents, and we can always email you copies of the documents that right after we sign them. You know, so so you talked. What other problems did he have? Um, that that was really it. I mean, it was just just an uneasy feeling. Just yeah, just an uneasy feeling because he, you know, what what you and I typically do, and when we meet a lender, we meet them at our office. You know, we talk about the things that they may have done in their career. You know, whether they're retired or still working, whatever. You know, where they might live, you know, grandkids, you know, just just getting to know who they are, really. And, you know, them getting to know us a little better than just this little bit on the radio. And then we may or may not have a deal for them right then. Matter of fact, most of the time we probably don't. You know, until we determine their goals and what they're willing to invest, we don't really have anything that moment. Um, you know, and then it may be the next day, maybe the next week, maybe the next month. You know, we may have another meeting with them, maybe. Or if they're just anxious and they're ready to pull the trigger... Then as soon as we find a deal, we'll get them to approve it. Well, this particular gentleman, I think the meeting happened, and then the approval of a specific lot happened. At the same meeting. At the same meeting or right after yeah, yeah, when, he, when, when we, the property. When we met, I explained it to him, and I'm like, well, I've got this opportunity right here. Yeah. So he He's just like, well, that little, sounds good. He just got a little lost in the in the details. And, and the next thing you know, we're, we're borrowing his money, and he just didn't. It was his first time. Yeah, first time, and then... Um, the other thing was he had just watched an NBC episode of wiring money, which is it's not really a fun topic to talk about, but it's something that attorneys are struggling with. Some attorneys are struggling with just because of, you know, we, criminals are always one step ahead of the good guys of any kind, generally speaking. So the, so did he wire his money or did he, no, he handle it? He, 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 yeah, he delivered a cashier's check, but... You know, a couple of years ago, attorneys got to where they didn't want to take cashier's checks because they can be fraudulent. And then now you've got to be concerned about emails if the person you think you're really talking to is who you're really meaning to talk to in an email. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there's just safeguards in place to kind of, you know, deal with all that. Well, now that he's lent us the money, mm -hmm. he's making money. Yes. With he, his money. Yeah. As effective immediately 
the day of close. So, and he's making eight percent. Yes. On I think it's a hundred grand. Yep. And he's which is eight grand a year. And I got even better news for you. The money that he delivered. Um, well, in this case, the attorney's holding it, but we don't. We didn't get all the money. Why not? Because we didn't need it. We're, so, we're paying interest on it, but we don't even need it. So we're paying interest on money we don't have. That's correct. We do that a lot. So why is why is that happening? I don't get it. Well, because in in the regular banking world, if you get a construction loan, you get a commitment to borrow so much, but you don't pay interest on the money until you ask for it, which may take months in some new construction cases. Um, but we don't do that. We let them start earning their interest the day of close because they've committed and earmarked that certain amount of money to us. So we got a first draw to start building the house. Correct. And the attorney's holding the rest of the money, and the attorney will release the money as the house gets built. That's right. Four draws. You know, we're pretty simple. So when we do a $100,000 loan, it's 25, 25, 25, and then 25 when there's a certificate of occupancy, meaning somebody can move in that house legally. So that makes it safer for the lender to not lend the money on something that isn't there yet. That's correct. When they're lending on a flip, you know, well, there's an existing house that might need some remodel work. You know, that's different. But with new construction, you know, if I walk away with a hundred grand on the day of close, and and I pack bag move to Bahamas, well, they got they got really nothing to foreclose on but a vacant lot. So we make sure that our lenders are safe. Plus, he is a fire insurance policy once he has a house there right now he don't need a fire insurance policy yet no because that dirt if you set it on fire it really ain't gonna hurt it but he's got a title insurance policy and he's got a a a recorded mortgage and he's got a note that explains to everybody how much money he's earning and in this case he's earning eight percent which is four grand in six months two grand in three months which is a lot more than i'm sure he was making um wherever the money came from so if you're interested in learning more about how we borrow money from people and their retirement accounts, give me a call at 864-444-7650. Or you can go to my website, jasondillard.com, to learn more about how we borrow money. Again, my website is jasondillard.com. And the phone number you want to write down, you want to save it in your phone right now, is 864-444-7650. Coming up on another break, when we come back, we're going to talk about a specific need. What do we really need right now? You want to know? Well, hang on through the break and I'll tell you. We'll be right back. If you're behind on payments and need a little cash, you can call Jason Dillard if you need to sell fast. Call 444-7650. Call 444-7650. If you're tired of tenants, toilets, and trash, you can call Jason Dillard if you need a little cash. Welcome back to Solutions in Real Estate. I'm Jason Dillard along with Tracy Holesclaw. We buy and sell real estate right here in the upstate. If you want to sell a house quickly, give me a call at 864-444-7650. We need more property all the time. We're looking for land. We're looking for a commercial property. Um, We'll make an offer on apartments, duplexes, triplexes, quadruplexes, quintuplexes, sextuplexes, septuplexes, octuplexes, nonduplexes, and decaplexes. Oh, an octuplex. That's be pretty cool, man. That's, That's eight apartments. Or eight units, right? Octo is eight, right? Like uh, octopus? Uh-huh. Yeah. Is it eight or is it more than eight? No. Octo. Yeah, eight. Septa seven. Septa seven. What's nana? 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 Nine, I don't know. That might be Spanish or something. <laughs> I don't even know. I just kind of kept going with that. I don't think they build them like that. A nano, a nanoplex. 
Well, they're usually even numbers or try. Try is the only weirdo. That's- we we have some we have some octuplex buildings with eight units in a building, but yeah. it's in a group of yeah, but other nine. buildings. We don't. There's no. We have never bought or sold or seen even that I recall a a building with just nine. Um, they're usually even numbers except the three. No, we have we have one that has uh. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. We have a nine. We, we have a building with nine. Oh, really? Yeah, the one that's got the the apartment on the very on around the corner on the back, oh, the de- in the basement. Yeah, at place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got that one. So that's a nine. That's a weird. Yeah, that's kind of weird. It makes me feel good now knowing we have one. I, just, I know what I own. Yeah, you don't know what's going on. I was talking to Stephanie. You said yesterday. You said you know what you own, and I don't know what's going on. That's two different things. I know yeah. what we own. You don't. You don't know what's going on. I was, I was in there talking to Stephanie yesterday, and you know she has a big board, and all the stuff on her board is 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 what's empty, what's about to be empty, who's remodeling that, who's remodeling this. When this tenant's moving, stuff's on her board. So every once in a while, I go in her office and I go, "How's it going? Does she have an office in our building?" Yeah, right next to our office. So I go in there and I'm like, "Well, what's going on with this apartment? What's going on with that one?" and 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 all that. And I'm like, "Okay, well, can I help you with this? Can I do with that?" I'll, I tell you what, I'll go buy that apartment on my way to that tomorrow, and I'll check on that one for you. That way, Bradley, that's really the checker upper guy in our office, he's going to Pickens, and I'm going to check on something in Greer. So I did that yesterday, and um. You know what she said? She what? said Tracy never comes in here and asks questions like that. Uh uh-uh. uh. Like, he he don't know he don't know what's going on. Uh, she's got a job to do. I'll let her do it. But you know what? I want to. And this you'll love this story. I go over to the apartment we have in Greer, the duplex, one of the duplexes we have in Greer, and to check to see if it's ready. And there was some guys in there working, and I gave her the report. You know, hey, they're they're in there working. They're almost done. You can call the floor guy now. And then there was another one that was empty. And we had dropped a dumpster in front of it. And I was like, what is this dumpster doing over here? And she's like, well, number nine is empty. Yeah. You want to make sure it's empty? So I go in there and look around. And I had Cole with me. Me and Cole went in there. And um, and I asked, I asked Stephanie, like, well, you want me to just go and trash this out for you? Me and Cole probably get this done in about 30 minutes. She's like, what? I'm like, yeah, me and Cole, we'll probably just trash this out in about 30, 35 minutes. We'll be done. Have this dumpster full. She really believed that I was really offering to trash out that unit, and and that you could really do it in thirty five minutes. Could and you? She, could you have? No, no, <laughs> no. It was, a, it was a wreck with a dumpster. No, it had a full twenty yard dumpster sitting in front of it. Yeah, but she thought you were serious, and that you and a you and a twelve year old could do that. Yeah. Now me and Cole could get it done, but it would take it might be forty five minutes. <laughs> you, you know, you know how you make fun of me how I I can do things cheaper and faster. Cheaper and faster and better. Yeah. I, I would stack it. You know, it's like, like, I don't know if it even fit in that dumpster. I'm like, well, it just depends on how you stack it in. <laughs> you have to climb in there and move it around to make it fit in the dumpster. It's like playing Jenga. Yeah. You know, jump up and down on it. You got to pack it like a suitcase. You can't just chunk stuff in there all willy-nilly. Mm-mm. You just throw it in there. You might, it, you might not have to. And you know what? Dumpsters cost. They're not cheap. They cost. Yeah. They're and, 300 and something bucks for a 30-yard, I think. And then they charge more if it's overweight. Yeah, which we rarely have that problem because usually the only time you'll overweight them is, is uh, asphalt shingles or cinder blocks. But with just normal household junk and even construction debris of 
most kind, you won't you won't overweigh them. I'm like, why is this dumpster sitting here? Why ain't there somebody here slinging? Somebody needs to be slinging. And the the trash out people are coming on the work. They they work day jobs, right? So we got a you know, hard work. You know, hard workers work during the day, and then they'll work in the evenings and then weekends sometimes. Is that what they do? That's what hard workers do. Really, I need to make some. You get a hard worker, and they'll come during the day because they ain't working. I used to be a hard worker. I mean, if We've, you if you call somebody and they're available right now to come help you, skirt. Yeah, that's skirt, yeah. And I told I told Kristen what skirt meant, and she didn't get it. What is skirt? It's just like no or negative or uh, ain't gonna happen or something. It's you know, the best workers are already working. New words come up all the time, man. You That's know, like, like a restaurant. You go to the restaurant, and there's plenty of parking, and it's right in the middle of lunch. Skirt. Yeah, I don't want to eat there. Uh uh-uh. uh Which that's not always true because we got one of our favorite places around here that that you can go at some lunch times, and uh, man, it's just. You're like, oh, we might as well just go somewhere else. We're never even getting here. Where? And then sometimes you go and it's like, what the heck? Did everybody decide to go somewhere else today? Where? Um, Dixie and Henry's both this week I've been to. And neither one of them were super duper busy at the, the prime lunch hour. Well, this week was a uh, it was conundrum. Yeah, it was a weird week. Well, I asked the, at Dixie, um, excuse me, when we went into Henry's, I said, well, I looked around. I said, well, where the heck is everybody? I didn't get the memo. She said, oh, we just had a little mad rush here a few minutes ago. This was like 12.05 or 12.10. But I'm thinking about seeing if, if Cole wants to do that work. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, well, I don't know what we pay. I don't know what we pay the um, me, trash out guy. Let me know how that works out for you. I don't know. What do you mean? <laughs> I bet I bet he would. I'd have to go with him. Y- yeah. And if, if he's like the average 12-year-old, which I know he's not because he's your son. If he's like the average 12-year-old, 12 12-year-old, 12 pfft. He's going to throw three or four things in there and go, man, I don't like this. By the way, he'll be 13 very soon. Okay. Well, he's still 12 right now, though. He is, but he, he, but he's he, on the will, verge. he will let you know that he is very close to 13 if you ask him. He's going to be a teenager. Yeah, he already acts like he is a teenager. In, is it June or July? June. Oh, June. June. Very soon. Very yeah, soon. I've known him since he was a wee lad. Yeah. That reminds me of that joke about the, about the guy riding the stagecoach. This is how old people talk, you know. I remember back when that was nothing but a two-lane road. The stagecoach riders riding, and they look back, and they see this Indian coming. And the, the dude riding shotgun is like, go, man, go. That Indian's coming. The Indian's coming. Barely see him coming. He's getting bigger and bigger, bigger and bigger. Finally, they're going as fast as they can, but they can't outrun that Indian's pony. And that Indian's about to pull the, pull the um, bow and arrow out and shoot him. And the, the rider says, Shoot him, shoot him. And the shotgun guy goes, I can't do it. I can't do it. And he goes, why? He's just, I've known him since he was this big. Like little. Uh-huh. You get it? Not really. Have He's known him since he was this big, you know, because he got bigger and bigger the closer he got. Oh, okay. Now I get it. Yeah. I, I told you I'm a little slow sometimes. Anyway. <laughs> Will you be here all week telling these same quality jokes? Just this one hour. Oh, okay. But those are pretty good. Those, yeah. Those are pretty good jokes. But what we really need right now, we have a need. We have a need. I've got a, a apartment building under contract, and I'm looking for about eight hundred grand. Okay, and we're looking for somebody that will be okay with making about six or seven percent on their money with a first mortgage on an apartment building that's sixty units for eight hundred grand. So how much is that per unit? Twelve, like twelve thousand a unit. 
Uh, oh, per door price. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. If, if that sounds like a good deal to you and you've got 800 grand and you want to make a good return on your money and have a first mortgage against the property, give me a call at 864-444-7650. That's bigger than what we normally do. Most of the time we do $100,000 loans. So if you just heard me say 800, you go, I ain't got 800, but I got 100, I got 50. You can still call me because we have needs for different amounts of money on different properties. And since we don't take money and put it together, it's something that we hadn't mentioned on this show. We don't put money together. Yeah, we don't need eight different people with $100,000 calling about this apartment. No. Because we're not eh, skirt. We're not doing that. We don't want to do that because no. it's riskier for the investor. Mm-hmm. We would be required to file something with the um, Securities and Exchange Commission and disclose all these things because it's riskier. Why not just create a mortgage against the property and make it less risky for the investor, less risky for the lender. So if you're interested in lending 50 grand or a million grand, is a million grand a million? A million grand is like a billion or something. Well, we could probably place that. It would take longer. Yeah, you'd find something to buy. Yeah, it would take a little bit longer. If you're interested in lending big numbers or small numbers, it doesn't matter. It could be money out of your IRA. It could be money out of your SEP. We've got a new lender that's got some cash in his SEP that I was talking to this week, and um, it's a it's actually a solo K. It's not even a set. It's a solo K. That's like a special K. But it's not, the special K is not special like short bus special. Or like cereal. It's, it's not cereal special. It's special because it does special things with your retirement accounts. So we enjoy helping people with money in their retirement accounts, making more money with their money. So again, I'm Jason Dillard. Go to my website, jasondillard.com, or give me a call at 864-444- 7650. That's 864-444-7650. Coming up on the last break of the show. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Solutions in Real Estate. I'm Jason Dillard. If you want to get in touch with me again, my phone number is 864-444-7650. I got Tracy Holtzclaw here. He is going to answer my questions during this session. We're gonna we're gonna get some knowledge. We're gonna get. Hey, don't be touching me, man. Sorry, it was my shoe. It wasn't my. It wasn't no leg hair. Was, I hate it when leg hair touch leg hair. <laughs> I can't stand that. I mean, I'd rather you just touch. It gives you a weird feeling. I would. I would rather just come up and hug you than my leg hair touch your leg hair. Hey, I did. And the, I don't want to hug you. I'm not I, saying I want to hug you. I'm just saying I would prefer that. I did the over under. I thought about you last weekend. You did the over-under? Uh-huh. It works good, doesn't it? It worked fine. It total where, total where, stranger. Where, where were you? It wasn't a stranger either. Somebody knew, but I had never shared a hotel room. So with. explain to the listening audience what the over-under is. Well, the over-under is when two people that are sharing a bed that are only sleeping. Let's make that very clear. You, you One goes under the covers and one goes over. So that way during the night, you don't roll over and actually touch. Yeah, the sheet. Yeah. Like somebody sleeps on the sheet. Yeah, and somebody else under. sleeps under the sheet. Yeah. And even if you roll into one another, you're just It's not... okay because there's a sheet there separating you. It's like a wall. Yeah. It, yeah. It's right there. But it, I think actually. You could touch but and, and feel like the warmth of this person next to you, but it would be through the sheet. I think that both of us slept as perfectly straight as a two by four the whole night. I was over there on my side of the bed, really, 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 really close to the edge and straight and I think he was too and then there was another guy there with us that he got the whole bed to himself because he's bigger than us and he had a CPAP uh, machine 
and he was like, y'all, y'all might not want to be in the same bed with me. I'm like, that's cool. We can, we, we'll be over here. No big deal. So was it a full-size bed or a queen? What was it? It was a twin. They didn't even have any queens available. A twin? Y'all weren't in the same bed in a twin. I think it wasn't a queen. No, a twin is What's well, a double? That's a double. Okay, it was a double then. Sorry. A twin, you know. But not a queen. Yeah, a twin, we would have been all up on each other. Yeah, twin Twin is like for one person. Twin's like a kid's bed. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was a double then. Sorry. Yeah. I had, I had a twin bed when I was growing up, and I kept looking for my brother and never found him. You get it? Do I, do I have to explain that one to you? Uh, no, I think I caught that one. It was, and just, I, it was now, just so Now we bed. have a king-size bed, and if a king ever comes over, I have a bed that's perfect for his specifications. <laughs> yeah, y'all, y'all can sleep. You and Kristen can sleep in that bed and never even know each other's there. Oh, when, when I was in Reno, um, Mark, Mark was my roommate uh-huh. out there, and he's like, for 20 bucks more, we can upgrade to a suite. I'm like, 10 apiece? Do it. I don't, I don't know what a suite is, but let's upgrade. <laughs> you each got your own bedroom. No, we had our own. It was a, we were in the same room, but there were two two kings in one hotel room. It was two huge. kings. It was huge, tiny. Eh? I, I mean, I could roll all around. I could do. I, I I just left my clothes on one side of the bed. Yeah, you don't even need the dressers. Uh-uh. I just put my suitcase out and left it there. He's like, you can use these drawers over here. I don't need no drawers. Yeah. I mean, I can just sleep on this side and this other whole side. I got 400 square foot of bed I'm not even using. And you know what? It was in the shower. Two shower heads. Uh-uh. There were two shower heads. Uh-huh. And then you turn one on, it both came on. No, y'all are fancy. And, and I went in there and I made them go together. I broke the Ghostbuster rule. I broke the rule. The you, what? The Ghostbuster rule, you know, where you can't cross the streams. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I broke it. And I got in there, oh and I goodness. was cleaning, and I was washing. I'm like, man, I, this would be cool to have at home, the two double shower heads. I had, mm-hmm. I had two shower heads beating down on my bald head. It didn't take but a second. I was done in there. You were extra clean super fast. I know. My, all my hair that I thought I had on top, it was sandblasted off, <laughs> which then I, oh I was telling I was telling you know Mark about the time my brother and I went to a hotel, and you know my brother's like 6'3", big old guy. Yeah, he's your little big brother. And for whatever reason... When they built this hotel, everybody was like four foot tall or something. I don't know. They installed the shower heads really low. You ever you ever go to a hotel and you have to kind of squat down to get up your head up under it? Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. So he goes in the shower, he comes out I'm like, How was the shower? He goes, Well, the water pressure was really good. It was beating down hard on my belly button. <laughs> I'm like, Well, that's good to know. I'll just stand on my knees. I, I got guess clean from the waist down. <laughs> yeah, I'll just have to get on my knees in there and uh lather it up. But I, oh, you know, yes. But anyway, we're kind of talking about over under. No idea how that got started. You know, because my foot touched your knee and it got the leg hair over under conversation. Oh, yeah. But anyway, <laughs> that was a fun trip. If, you ever, if you've never been to Reno, Tesla. Where is Reno? Nevada. Um, I've been to, is Las Vegas in Nevada? Yeah. Okay, I've been to Nevada then, but not okay. Reno. Well, I thought Reno would be like Las Vegas because I'd been to Las Vegas. But when I got there, it was not. Did it you was, go to Tesla? I did not go out to the plant. But I saw pictures, and I talked to a lot of people that had been out there. You can't go to it anyway. Yeah, super secret or something. Yeah, it's it's like it's like Area 51. <laughs> I mean, you can't get there. Right. And they bought all their stuff around. It's millions and millions of square feet making the batteries. And Google's out there, and they don't know what Google's out there for. Google's out there building a manufacturing facility, and they don't. Nobody knows why. Google doesn't make anything. They're about to. They, they don't. You know, it could be. 
Driverless cars. Nobody knows. It's the largest industrial park in the world out there next to Reno. And Reno's at 3,500 feet above sea level. So it's up. So okay. it's cool. I mean, I expected it to be hot. Like, I mean, the hottest I've ever been was when we went to Vegas last summer. It was 122 degrees. Hundred and, and that's in the shade. 122 degrees. I mean, that's... Yeah, the, I've been to Vegas in... Uh, May, and it wasn't like Christmas. Mm-mm. But there's rolling hills, there's mountains. You can see snow on the mountains outside of Reno. It's pretty clean. I'm gonna book a trip now that you keep yeah, talking about. It's, it's it. a cool place to go visit, and it was a good, good, good real estate meeting that we that I went to. Learned a lot. Um, but yeah, Tesla and how they got their um, how they convinced Tesla to come was by giving them permits quickly. So the red tape that it takes for an average municipality or, or county to allow someone to come in and start building something, they cut that down to 30 days. Probably give them huge tax credits, too, which is what most, most places will do to give incentive for a, a large. Yeah, it was, it was the build it, they will come thing. So they built this industrial park before they had people that wanted to come out and buy the land and, and develop. So, um, and we're, you know, of course, we're having growth here. There's a million square foot facility that Michelin's building right now on 101 that's not going to make anything. They're just going to put their tars in there. It's just a warehouse. It's, it's a place to put tars. I know some people that work at Michelin. Well, there are going to be more people working over on 101 because they're going to have to put a place to put their tars. I'm like, why do they need a place to put tars? Because they're selling, they can't pull them fast enough to get to their, their customer. Their customers are buying them fast they can make them fast enough, but they can't make the right sizes quickly enough without building this facility. So they can pull them when they need them and, and, and get ahead. So hmm. but they're, it's a big old place down there. But it was it was fun. We had a, had a good good trip, had a good time. And um, so did you learn anything? I did. I learned. I learned a lot. Yeah. I always learn. I, every time I go, I yeah, learn. You're a sponge, a yeah, knowledge I'm a, sponge. I'm a I'm a seminar holic. Yeah, you know. Well, this was uh, really seminars. This is it's a marketing session, yeah. but still, there's there's some education part of it. You know, hi, my name's Jason, and I'm a seminar holic. <laughs> hi, Jason. <laughs> so yeah, it was it was good. I was trying to think if there's anything else. That but was, these meetings aren't just about education. Usually, the first day is education, and then the other days, whether it be two or three or four, or whatever. You, you're hopefully the goal is to actively put deals on paper. That's right. And, and the first the education day, this last one I went to was about um, wills and trusts and um, buy sell agreements and key man policies and things like that. So when you grow your business and you have something that you want to make sure your heirs get it, right? How to protect it and how to keep it from being taxed when you die and things like that and the good news is trace you and i had already kind of done most of everything that was on um the list so that's a good question that people have for us that lend us money mm-hmm. and what happens if if tracy kicks the bucket nothing nothing happens i don't want he's our like, monkey could do what yeah, I, do. I, don't, I don't need any help i can do everything he does i'll just have to come in a little bit earlier and stay a little bit later and then business will go just great <laughs> you know i can make more money exactly if it wasn't for tracy i'd make i'd make <laughs> twice as much money that's you know it'd be a good thing but I mean, it'd be a bad thing. But you'd have to work for it. Yeah, you'd have to work another hour a day, probably. Maybe I probably could 
if I got Cole to help me, we could probably do it in 15 minutes. <laughs> probably. Just like the trash out we were talking about earlier. Yes. But that's funny. What, what we really, you know, we joke around, but we really do have life insurance policies on one another. Right. And if something happens to one of us or both of us, then the money goes to the company and covers our expenses so that the money, our business can continue to, to run. And um, so if you lend us money, you've got the asset that's protecting you. So you've got the real estate. You've got a first mortgage on the real estate. But we also have the um, liability coverages and the hazard policies. And then we also have the life insurance policies on ourselves. Yeah, between, for one, the, between for, the owners. For one another. And um, the other thing they talk about was uh, different kinds of trusts and what different trusts do and which trust you would use depending on how much money you have, how much your estate can have and not, and, and then let your children inherit. And it's, it was a, it was a good, good thing. We're not there yet, by the way, we're, yeah. we're not there yet. Yeah. We, 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 we work real hard another 10, 15, 10, 15 years. We might get to that point. We can put both our dollars together and, and, and yeah. open trust. We're, we're not, yeah, we don't, we already have, and I thought it was going to be about land trusts, but it wasn't, it was about trusts that pass living trusts. Gotcha. Someone's living trust and, um, charitable remainder trusts. That was very interesting. A charitable remainder trust is something that you, you a piece of the uh, what the trust owns goes to a charity. Gotcha. And then the rest of it can still go to you. And then, so it's a way to avoid some taxes by by letting all of it flow through the trust and and some of the money go to a charity. So. Anyway, I know that's really boring. Sorry, I'm about, yeah, yeah, sorry, I'm about try, to kick over here. Yeah, I know that's kind of boring. So, yeah. well, we actually have some folks that lend us money from trusts. Yeah, we do because they're they're of an age where they are planning ahead for their futures and their children's futures, uh, or grandchildren, or or the charities, like you said. Yeah, and and we get that. We get another question. We get is what happens if I die? Well, we still make your mortgage payment to your estate, and then your will. Whatever will you have, you want to put your mortgage in your will, right? Because a note, a payable, a note payable to someone is, in effect, the same as cash in a bank. You know, the the will or the lack of a will, if it got probated, is going to be directed to go towards to the heirs or anyway, right? And thankfully, so, we've only had that happen one time where we was were notified that we needed to go to a funeral and right and um start making payments into an estate instead of to a person so if you're interested in learning more about how we do what we do go to my website jasondiller.com or give me a call at 864-444-7650 and remember the biggest reason for failure isn't lack of knowledge or ability it's in action if you aim at nothing you will hit it every single time